Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brains. Here's my question for you today is, what are the invisible supervillains that are wrecking havoc on your incredible superpower, which is your brain? What are these supervillains? And this is a very important topic that's near and dear to my heart because we're always talking about up-leveling different things, but what are the obstacles? What are the invisible forces that are actually taking you away and holding you back? And to discuss this in this show, I'm very excited to have a friend with me today. He's the New York Times bestselling author of Beyond Training and other books as well. We see each other at lots of different events, and he has the incredible podcast, Ben Greenfield. Thank you for being on the show. And let's talk about these invisible supervillains that are detracting from our superpowers of creativity sure. and focus and memory and all that. Sure, yeah. You know, it's essentially a fabrication of living in a post-industrial society of convenience. You know, it's the same era that has created the ironic need to need to go to the gym at the end of the day, right? Like nobody went to the gym at the end of the day except the gymnasts, right? And the athletes and the warriors. But now we all sit down in front of our computer screens and then at the end of an eight-hour day, we need to go pay money to go move things around and walk. And you could say the same thing about diet as well too. I mean, so many people have even lost their taste for things like wild plants and phytonutrient-rich foods because everything is fortified. Packaged and processed foods are fortified with multivitamins, with minerals. And what happens is you actually lose your urge to eat plants, to eat salads, to eat real foods when you consume your morning multivitamin, your evening multivitamin, and anything else that's processed or packaged that has added vitamin D and vitamin K and anything else added to it. And the problem with that is you're not getting all of the synergistic richness that comes with a whole foods diet. And so living in a modern era, I think the pros outweigh the cons, but we also fight an uphill battle. And one of the uphill battles that we fight, of course, in the realm of cognition and brain optimization are these invisible, I think you referred to them as supervillains. And the four that are the most important, in my opinion, are air, light, water, which I know is not technically invisible, but it's clear, and electricity. So when it comes to these four variables, what I find is that people who have the perfect exercise program and the perfect nutrition program and who still do not feel as though their brains are operating properly, they get brain fog in the afternoon, they get fuzzy thinking, they can't engage in word recall, memory, and a lot of the things that you teach, they really struggle with still because they're being constantly bombarded by issues with air, light, water, and electricity. So what do I mean by that? Well, with air, we live in an era where indoor air pollution, even as much as outdoor air pollution, is now a growing epidemic. Everything from mold to fungi to mites to whatever someone cleaned your hotel room with, you know, whatever household cleaning chemical your cleaner or you are using, whatever happens to be floating around in the air, in addition to the brake dust outside and the particles in the subway, all these things we're constantly bombarded by. And it's aggravated by the fact that many people now, because they are stressed out, because they're in a sympathetic state, they breathe through their mouth. Mm. Now, breathing through your mouth, of course, develops a recessed jawline and it causes chest breathing. It activates baroreceptors in your upper chest cavity that create a cortisol release. 
But for the purpose of this discussion, more importantly, the nasal cavities are where all the cilia reside and where the air travels through all these tiny bones. And so you have a built-in filter, but so many people don't use that built-in filter. And when you combine that with all the chemicals that we're bombarded with, it's an issue. So what do you do? There's a few action steps you can take. A couple of my favorites would include getting a good HEPA air filter or even stepping up, you know, there are companies like Molecule, for example, that I have no financial affiliation with, but they're developing these beautiful standalone air filters that are thousands of times more sensitive than a HEPA. There's another standalone system that's slightly more affordable than the Molecule called an Air Doctor. And that's also a very good standalone unit for cleaning the air. If you take those steps, you breathe through your nose, and then finally you introduce into your home or your office environment things that naturally clean the air and produce phenols. The two strategies I like for that are, number one, NASA did a study called the Clean Air Study in which they identified nearly a dozen different houseplants that naturally detoxify the air and also release a lot of those plant-rich compounds that help you to feel good, that decrease cortisol. We know this concept of shinrin-yoku, they call it in Japan, forest bathing. It's good for you. And so you turn your home and your office into that type of environment. And then the other thing that I really like in terms of scents and smells that naturally clean the air are essential oil diffusers or essential oil nebulizers with really good high quality oils like rosemary for memory, peppermint and cinnamon are also very good for cognition, and then relaxing scents in the bedroom like lavender and rose and bergamot. So you need to be cognizant of air. So you could also have those senses functionally in each room. Like if you need to be creative in one room, if you need to be relaxing, The way my home is engineered is peace and calm diffuses into the living room, lavender in the bedroom, and right now my office is rosemary. But if you Google NASA clean air study, you'll find them. Now I see what you mean about invisible supervillains. Air is invisible. You don't know what's off gassing off your furniture that you just bought. Yeah, exactly. You brought up a great point. Furniture, volatile organic compounds from cupboards. I mean, we're just constantly bombarded. I mean, one of the places it happens the most, ironically, is the gym, right? Where you're exercising and breathing these things in. So I'm not saying don't go to the gym. I still think the pros outweigh the cons, especially in this sedentary society we live in that I mentioned earlier. But it is an issue. The last point I make would be the book by Patrick McCown about air and nasal breathing is very good. Light. Light is a biggie, and I think that most people who are kind of connected to health are no doubt aware now of things like you know, night mode on the iPhone and the flux program that you can install on a computer because of blue light or blue light blocking glasses. These things are kind of common knowledge nowadays, but I think the two areas of light that people could still do very well with adjusting in their environment are the lights in their home and their office, the actual overhead lights or the lights in the lamps, and then also computer monitors. Now the idea here is that modern fluorescent artificial lighting is primarily composed of the blue light wave spectrum, especially about the 400 to 480 nanometer range. And what that does is that presents retinal damage, it can cause flicker, it can cause almost a constant distraction you're barely aware of, but it's always kind of pulling you away just a little bit and reducing some of those cognitive superpowers that you talked about. And so there are certain forms of lighting that work very well. There are companies like Philips, you know, Hue and Lighting Science creating what they call biological LED, and these are very popular, but they're not good. And I used to preach for a long time that they were, and I no longer do after further investigation because they do produce still a lot of flicker, which is damaging to the retina and which also can still disrupt your circadian rhythm. Incandescent, a red incandescent in any of the bedrooms or sleeping areas of your house and clear incandescent in the more wakeful areas most naturally simulates sunlight. 
your power bill goes up, but your health bill in the future will go down. And I think that it's well worth the reduction in brain fog and distraction that occurs when you're actually exposed to good lighting. Of course, the problem is just like when you switch to natural personal care products and you walk through the Macy's section at the mall, all of a sudden it smells like chemicals when it never did before once you've retrained yourself. Well, the same thing when you walk into the mall, all of a sudden you feel as though you've walked into this bright like lab rat environment with fluorescent lighting everywhere. So you kind of spoil yourself to a certain extent, but in Incandescent is the way to go. And then if you want to battle a lot of the effects of modern artificial lighting, there's this new concept in the biohacking industry of photobiomodulation. And there are companies now that sell these red light bulbs and red light panels that produce near infrared and red light. And if you can bathe yourself in that at night, like have a unit in your bedroom or, you know, when you're laying on the couch at night, etc., that red light helps to offset a lot of the blue light artificial lighting damage. The other thing that's very useful to do for light, if you can, and circadian rhythm, is get as much sunlight as you can sometime as soon as possible after you wake up in the morning. I realize that's difficult to do for a lot of people, but it makes a profound difference in terms of adjusting the amount of damage Amazing. that a lot of the artificial lighting can have. When it comes to the uh, red light therapy, is there a brand that you go to? I use Juve, and the main reason I use Juve is not because there aren't other solutions out there, but it's the most powerful. And for me, time is money, and I can get a full exposure within 10 minutes with that unit. And some of the less powerful units will take me 30, 60 minutes. And then when people are moving around their environment and they're spoiled because their senses have, you know, adjusted and they are in their mall, can they wear their glasses there or? You can, but the one problem with the blue light blocking glasses is that if you wear during the day the yellow or the orange or the red lens, which most of the ones that you get are, you disrupt your circadian rhythm because you block all blue light. So gotcha. what I tell people is own two pairs, have a clear pair and have like a yellowish orange pair. There are a variety of companies that do a really good job with their lens technology now. One of the ones I really like at this point is called Raw Optics, R-A Optics. Okay. Again, no financial affiliation or anything. They actually block the 400 to 480 nanometer spectrum, and a lot of the lenses don't. Amber is good. Felix Gray is not bad. And those are some that also don't look like birth control for your head. So they're actually kind of fashionable. I love also how you have functional per room also, how the air the scents are changing from yes, room to room, but then no also reason. the lighting. You walk into my bedroom, it looks like an Amsterdam nightclub. You know, it's just red everywhere. You know, right. it smells like lavender, but I like it. You sleep really well. Nice. So the third? The third is electricity. Electricity is very difficult when you pull up your computer and there's 20 different Wi-Fi signals that you can connect to. It's staggering, you know, and then we look at Bluetooth appliances and smart homes. My whole home is a stupid home. The only way you can connect to the internet is you need to hardwire in with an okay. ethernet cable. I travel everywhere with a firewire to ethernet adapter and a USB to ethernet adapter that I can use in any computer. And most hotel rooms have ethernet cables or you can travel with one. So you can hardwire in through the ethernet most places. The Wi-Fi of your neighbors you don't need to worry about because the damage from that tends to exponentially decrease in terms of your distance from the router. But if you can keep yours in your own home off and hardwire in as much as possible, and if that's not an option, at least turn it off at night. If you can't remember to do that, you can buy for $20 on Amazon a digital wall timer that you can set to automatically shut off the Wi-Fi router at, say, 10 p.m. and turn it back on again at 6 a.m., the same goes for Bluetooth. I don't wear technology that tends to emit a constant Bluetooth signal. My phone, the Wi-Fi signal is always off. These modern conveniences have been shown over and over again to specifically cause issues with what are called the calcium channels on your cells. When you look at the body, the entire body, it's a battery, right? The human body operates on electrochemical gradients. And anytime you get exposed to any signal, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, being adamant and aware of Wi-Fi and Bluetooth in your environment is smart. 
And if you don't need your phone to be on, keeping it in airplane mode, I know a lot of these things people are increasingly aware of, but I would say one of the better books, because I could talk for an hour about this, or I could recommend a pretty good resource, would be The Non-Tinfoil Hat Guide to EMF. It's a great name. It's by Nicholas Penault, and it's a really good resource to be able to see some practical things that you can do to mitigate what they call EMF, electromagnetic fields, dirty electricity, electrical pollution in your environment. It's a biggie. And one of the first things you can do is just figure out how not to use Wi-Fi and not to use Bluetooth and not to use your cell phone signal unless you absolutely have to. Finally, you can vastly mitigate the damage of Wi-Fi and Bluetooth exposure by pushing the reboot button on your body's battery. The best way to push the reboot button is I get my hands or my feet in touch with the planet Earth. Mm. And the planet Earth creates a natural, what's called a pulsed electromagnetic field frequency. It's also referred to as grounding or earthing. Anytime you touch it, it reboots you. So if you can get outside in your bare feet or your hands, you know, there are even technologies, they call them PEMF technologies or grounding and earthing mats. Mm. And they ground in through the grounding plug in your home or your apartment or your condo and give you access to be able to touch the earth without actually touching the earth. The two that I like right now that would be affordable and accessible for most people would be anything designed by Dr. William Pollock, P-A-W-L-U-K. His technology is very good. And there's another guy named Bob Dennis. His technology is not quite as user-friendly, but I think is even better. And those are called the ICES, I-C-E-S units that he makes. Those are good models for PEMF. And then finally, the fourth supervillain, water, the kind of sort of invisible one. A lot of people already know that you're supposed to drink, you know, however much you weigh in pounds, you divide that by two, that's how many ounces of water you drink per day, and you drink water, and boom, that's it, and you're hydrated. It's not true. Your body relies upon a lot more than that to stay hydrated. What we know now is that there's this aqueous gel matrix that the cell resides in, and that water is what helps to move nutrients and minerals in and out of the cell. The only way that happens is if the water that you consume is actually charged, actually carries a good electrical charge. Now, the two best ways to do that, in addition to just purifying your water, would be to drink structured water or to drink hydrogen-rich water. Those are the two best forms of water based on the existing technology today to be able to adequately hydrate your body. Both of those technologies still require you to add minerals to the water. And so the way that I recommend people set things up is as follows. A, you filter your water. You use a reverse osmosis filter or a carbon block filter. Carbon block doesn't filter out quite as much as reverse osmosis, but the carbon block technology nowadays is good enough to where it's going to get most things. Both of those methods remove some minerals from the water. So after you've filtered your water, as you're going throughout your day drinking water, you need to figure out a way to get a lot of minerals into your body so that the water actually gets absorbed. The three best ways I like to do that are number one, keep a Celtic sea salt shaker around your house and just put a little bit into each glass of water that you drink or each bottle of water that you drink. Number two, there's a company called Quicksilver Scientific and they make this mineral solution. It's like a salty mineral solution. That's what I travel with and you just drink a little shot of it in the morning and in the evening and it allows your body to soak up the water more readily. And then there's a few companies that make trace mineral drops. I use the ones from AquaTrue and you can put a full dropper full of mineral drops into each glass of water that you drink. So you're essentially trying to make the water that you drink slightly salty after it's been filtered. As far as structuring it or making it hydrogen rich, structuring requires that the water pass through, it's a series of glass beads or minerals that it travels through that restores the same electrical structure to the water as it would have if it were traveling in springs under the wow. ground. This allows you to simulate that without finding a spring. 
So a structured water filter is one way to go. And you can buy portable structured water filters, or you can install a whole house structured water filter or a kitchen sink structured water filter. The other one is the hydrogen rich water. There's a variety of companies now that will sell hydrogen rich tablets that you can drop into the water to enrich them with hydrogen. Or there's a company called Trucy, and I have one of these in my office. They actually have a whole hydrogen rich water generator, right? And just like a colgan kind of, and you go up and you just disperse the water from that. And that has a natural structure to it as well. So there's kind of two ways to tackle that. But ultimately, you want the water that you drink to be structured or hydrogen rich filtered and pure, and then minerals added back to it. And then when you travel, generally what I do is on my way to the hotel or the condo or the Airbnb or wherever I'm staying, I have my Uber or my Lyft or however I'm traveling, do a quick run into Whole Foods and I just buy a bunch of glass. And glass is important because plastic particulates can wind up in your body being stored as, as toxins. You create fast tissue to store them. Those, you know, again, we could talk for an hour on just water. But the important thing is it's coming from a glass container. Yeah, exactly. Coming from a glass container, not plastic. Yeah, it costs you a little bit of money, but I mean, I show up to my hotels with a giant paper bag and, you know, I make sure I have a mini fridge and that's the water that I drink the whole time. Amazing, Ben. So basically how you live matters, especially to your gray matter, if you will. It matters. Yeah. How do people stay in touch with you, buddy? Just Google Ben Greenfield. You know, I have a website, podcast, uh, book, all that good stuff. So. So I'd recommend everybody screenshot this episode, tag Ben, tag myself, and share and teach your community what your big aha was from this conversation. Post that in the comments, and then I will reshare some of my favorite also as well. Thanks for being on the show, buddy. Cool. Thanks, Jim. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Or simply text the word podcast to 916-822-7246 and we'll send you a direct link. That's 916-82-BRAIN. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You wanna learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, 
apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think.